Hello and welcome to another episode of the Dumb and Dumbest Podcast, a music industry podcast where everything is terrible and the house is on fire. I'm Matt Bacon here with my beautiful co-host, Curtis Dewar. Why, hello. And uh, today we are bringing you lots of value on the Ghost Cult Mag website. So, Curtis, talk to me, baby. What are we talking about today? So we're going to talk about aiming big but not necessarily expecting big um so yeah so here's the thing is like a lot of times i'll have bands come to work with me and they'll want big 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 press right which is good and it's fine and that's what you want to aim for right but when you go in especially when you're a newer band especially when you're a newer band and like let's say especially if you're on like your debut album especially you shouldn't like you shouldn't go in there like thinking that if you don't get something massive, the campaign's a failure. And like we've gone over this before where Matt said like basically there's like I think it's like a hundred posts total that they do a week at metal injection. And like I think, how, what percentage of it did you say was slipknot? It's like seventy it's like seventy-five <clears throat> total. And it's like half of the posts are about the same four bands. Yeah, so it's like Slipknot, Metallica, Tool, <clears throat> the fourth band Slayer. Yeah something like that so like it's like big four and then you got underneath that like ball beat and dream theater and the rest of them right so like right there right off the top it's probably like 85 percent to 90 percent of all coverage is taken by the top 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 bands and that's not even counting like judas priest and iron maiden when they announce something right like when rob halford farts he's like everywhere right so or bruce dickinson or whoever so right off the top you got like 85% 85% of all the posts post taken across pretty much all the major sites because they want to get the bands that will drive revenue. And the bands that drive revenue for them are those six or seven bands I just mentioned, plus like, you know, the legacy bands like the Aerosmiths and the, uh, I don't know, like the Slayers and the Anthraxes and stuff like that, right? Sacred Reich is even in that, even in that band, even though they're lesser known, Corrosion of Conformity, blah, blah, blah. So you kind of got to go in there, kind of yeah, like yeah. So I just want to clear. I just want to clarify that there's um, the, yeah, there's a few uh, there, there there there's a there's a few tiers, right? Yeah. You know, okay. So just just to really double down on this, okay. Again, top tier Slipknot, Metallica, Tool, Arena bands, okay. Yeah. Second tier is anything from a classic band who are just classic, like I don't know, Sacred Reich to Machine Head, right? Yeah. Third tier is uh, nose to the grindstone, hardworking touring bands, uh, your necrots of the world, if you will. You know, yeah. like the band that's going to get covered, Critical Darlings, yada, yada, yada. But maybe yeah. they're still only playing clubs, but, that, but they're, you know, or like Conan, like, but they're playing cl- clubs with people. And then you have everyone else. Yeah. And everyone I else agree. can be everyone from a band who just started to someone like maybe like Archaic, who's yeah. like still a pretty, a band who's going pretty good, but like, aren't on that eight months a year grind that someone like Necron is on. Yeah. So, yeah, so you got all that. So you got all the different tiers. So basically you got to realize that um, 90, most, most people, most bands are, are hiring a publicist are not in those tiers. Now I'm not saying you have to know. They're in, tier, they're in the bottom tier. Exactly. So I'm not saying you have to be all apathetic about the whole thing now and figure that you're never going to get any press. That's not the case in any way, shape or form. Um, your publicist will do their best to get you in that top tier. 
But like, let's say, for example, you want to get metal injection, just realize it's like a one in 100 chance you're going to get metal injection. Even if a new band that you know of just recently got in there, usually the reason why they got in there is because a the publicist is really, really tight with that writer. And that writer ended up just being free and able to do it that week. That's usually what happens like nine times out of 10 in my experience. Like if I pitch a new band to Greg, Greg or Matt or um, Drew or Aaron or whoever, or Chris, it's usually because they end up having free time that week. If it's an, if it's like a band that's new, it's usually the only reason, but if you know, they got a full week, they're going to tell me fucking no, just 100% of the time. So a lot of times it's luck of the draw chance, you know, you can get in there on, a, you can get into that person and they'll say yes, right? Same thing happens with Decibel, same thing happens with Metal Hammer, same thing happens with, you name the publication. If you're in the bottom tier, it's kind of luck of the draw to be able to get in that publication. Unless you know the writer, you're tight with the writer already, or um, you're, you're somehow connected to a known band. That's the other, other way too. So that being said, again, don't take this like it's impossible or anything like that. And so there's no point in hiring a publicist. There's no point in even trying. That's not the case. But the thing is, is that you kind of got to go in there with the expectation that you're going to try it, but you're not going to go in there like, oh my God, everything's horrible and everything sucked because I didn't get in Metal Hammer. I didn't get in Decibel or blah, right? It's kind of like, I'm just saying like, don't have the attitude that the campaign failed if you didn't get there because because most likely is that you're not going to get there on your first album and you're not going to get there on your second or third album unless you're on a major label it's just the facts and i hate to break it to people but that's kind of the way it is and if you go like well okay well the necrosexual made it into metal injection and he's he's he uh self-released and he was also on metal sucks what would you say to that one matt just well he, he he's a journalist he's connected <laughs> with those guys and on top of that on top of that people are going to fucking click on the necrosexual. Well, on top, yeah, but on top of that, he's also, well, he's also made the connection in the Philly scene, where, which, which is where a lot of these guys are from. Or New yeah, York and, and again, because he's a journalist, he has yeah. the door. This is why we yeah. tell you things like, go write for a blog, because like, yeah. it's way easier for someone to open the door with me where they're like, oh, hey, you write for Metal Injection. I'm a fellow writer. You know what I mean? And or I'm from New York and, I, and uh, you've been to my shows. Yeah. Or whatever, you know. Or buds for, through, we know a mutual friend or something. Yeah. Like that. No, but I'm saying like if you don't know me and you try to become my and, and you want to connect with me, you're probably a lot more likely to catch my interest if you're a writer. In part, you know, you got to admit because you can actually do me a solid. You know yeah. what I mean? Whereas if you're just a, like, this is the thing. This is the the side hustle to your side hustle thing is like yeah. there's a million bands who say hello to me every day and none, you know, none of them can actually bring me any value outside of paying me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless it's like someone I legitimately love, which, you know, but, but still like odds are, you know, I'm not going to have the deep emotional connection or whatever that I, with your band that I have with, some of these other people hitting me up. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, that's not me being a dick. That's just like, I'm oversat. My taste, my thing is oversaturated. Well, okay. So back to what we were talking about, just a little bit more on that. Um, so here's the, here's the thing is that if you, 
if you aim high, it, it's a good thing. So aim high. I'm not saying don't aim high. Always aim high. Like usually what I'll do is if someone says that they want to get a AAA publication as a premiere, I'll aim And, and just to clarify, what's a AAA publication, Curtis? Well, that would be something like Metal Hammer, Decibel, uh, those type of those type of places. Metal Hammer, Decibel. I say Cult Nation is on there. Revolver, Loudwire. The big dogs. Yeah, the big dogs, right? So, you know, so if I say aim for it, um, try for it. And if you don't get it, then just keep carrying on. And then finally, you'll find someone who's going to eventually bite. But like I said, if no one's biting, you can't just throw in the towel and say everything sucks, my publicist sucked and nothing worked, because that's not the case. Because here's a, here's a little hint that I want to give people. PR is definitely, and advertising and marketing, all three of them, are all long-term plays. They are not short-term plays. A lot of times I've had it where, where I'll push a band on their debut album, and it's like barely makes a fucking dent, it seems. Like nothing happens. Like a lot of people, a lot of journalists downloaded it, they listened to it, but the reviews didn't pop off, right? I've had that happen like more than once. But then on the second album, more happened. Third album, more happen again. And the reason why is it's almost like a snowball effect because it's like that rule of sevens that Matt talks about where they keep seeing your name and then eventually like, oh yeah, duh, I'll write a review on, uh, you know, Witch Vomit or whatever the name of the band is, right? So, you know, it's, it's usually not just like an immediate take. And you have to be aware of that. Like, and you have to go into things kind of like looking at it from a long-term viewpoint rather than short-term. And I know that's hard because you put a lot of effort into your album and you did the best that you could and you want to see like everybody give you glowing reviews. But the vast majority of times is that's not going to happen your first or second time. And sometimes that might not even happen on your third time. Hell, you know what? That sometimes you'll be like, even be a critical critical success and you might have a campaign bomb just because you dropped in the same week as Slipknot and Tool. It has happened. Look at, you know, look at, know. look at a uh, Gojira. You know, that's a band who got passed by Season of Mist and Prosthetic and a bunch of other people. And it yeah. took them a long time. And now they're like, realistically going to be playing arenas in five years. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. And same thing with uh, Devin Townsend is another good example of that. And so is... Uh, fucking names escaping me right now but there's lots of bands that have had that happen so you just kind of got to look at it from a long-term viewpoint not a short-term viewpoint and that it takes a lot of work to get yourself known so <clears throat> one thing that you can do as a backup for the publicist is like if you're out there actively connecting on social media that helps your publicist like a ton because here, here's a secret that someone at a major site once told me if they think the person is a nice person on social media and they've interacted with them nicely on social media, when they see that band's promo, they're going to click on it and they're going to listen to it. Also, Just for that one fact. Also, here's the thing, okay? Is I have a very limited amount of time I can write about bands on Metal Injection for free every week. Yeah. Right? Simple as that. Okay. Well, I'm a lot more likely to want to invest time in a band who I think actually have a future or actually have like realistic chances of achieving whatever their version of success is. So this isn't like, Oh, I'm just writing about bands who I think are going to make it, yeah. you know, but like, I'm also willing to write about like Merlin who I always reference on this podcast because Merlin are very self-aware about what they are, where they're going, how it's going to end for them. You know what I mean? So, but you know, so if I can help them on their, on their personal journey, which is 
you know, very clearly uh, defined, then I'm happy to because they're not, you know, there's no expectation of this to change the game or whatever. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? It's just like, okay, Matt's going to hook um, it up because he's hooked it up before and he's the guy who gets it. Now, one other thing I just want to point out too is that um, when you're – sorry, I was going to say something. I, I just re- lost my train of thought. One other thing I do want to point out though is that when you do get those big reviews, make sure you're also sharing them and pumping yourself up with them. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's also key. Like I've seen people get uh, a review in Metal Hammer or Decibel, for example. They don't even toot their horn about it. They don't share it. They don't go like, yeah, man, we got Decibel. You know, like to me, that's crazy. Like I would. And, always... and the thing is, not only does that make you look bigger, it also makes other pub, other writers more likely to cover you. Because again, like if I see, like if if I it, like I might not even talk. Like you know, like it's not a secret that I'm really good friends with Vince Bellino, right? Yeah. From Decibel, you know, yeah. if I see him write about a record, he doesn't even have to tell me about it. But if I see like Vince write something really positive, yeah, I'm gonna go listen to that record and probably review it. What if it's Motley Crue, Matt? I don't. I don't hate Motley Crue. I thought you did. Okay. Oh, I have. I, I like Motley Crue. Do, do you, who, who do you like the most out of Motley Crue? Let's, here, here, here's your here's your test, Matt. Uh, Mick Mars, obviously, because he's the one well, what, who got sick, and I feel bad for him. What's your favorite Crue song? Girls, 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 because I got kicked out of that strip club once. Okay, he does know a couple songs. Okay, fine. All right, so. <laughs> I don't get points for having gotten kicked out of that strip club. I just wanted to see if you'd actually even heard a Motley Crue song. Whatever. Anyways, did you, uh, I'm going to get off into something else now. But um, so, yeah, so the main point is go into this with the viewpoint of aiming high, but kind of like having, not being heartbroken if your expectations are not fully met. Because if you can pull off, a lot of high high uh, high value press. That's fantastic, and it has happened. Um, but the thing is, is that usually you got to put a lot of work into it, and you have to be persistent with these things, and you can't just give up easily. And you also, again, you cannot, under any circumstances, consider your campaign a failure if you did not land at Metal Hammer, you did not land at Cult Nation, you did not land at Metal Injection or any of those types of sites, it is not necessarily a failure. And I'd even go so far as to say that 99% of all PR campaigns that are done are not a failure, even when it kind of comes off that way. Because the thing is, is that just by sending your album out to those, to the amount of contacts that PR has, and most have between 600 to 1500, you've now gotten your name in front of that amount of journalists. You know what I mean? So, like, let's say if a publicist did a campaign for you and, God forbid, you only got one review, that may not be a total failure. It just may not be. It might be the thing that's going to catalyze you for the next campaign. So, again, you have to kind of look at this as an investment. You have to look at it in terms of, you know, this could play off and this will play off in the long term if you keep it up, you know? So... Does that make sense? I'm not trying to make it sound like, you know, I'm not trying to make it sound like everything's bad and I'm not trying to make it sound like it's all easy. I'm just trying to make sure that there's some realistic expectations there. Cause like I said, I've had people come to me, brand new bands like, Oh man, we're going to get in revolver and we're going to get in uh, pitchfork and we're going to get in stereo gum and want to be in the black market. And it's like, dude, good. But I'm not promising you that. And I don't even want you to expect that. But if you get it, that's good. We can try for it. What would you say on this, Matt? What would be your attitude you'd have on it? 
it's it's really about having the personal connections and being you know a guy who's active in that community and understands what's going on and i think that a lot of people don't understand how much of getting covered is being active in the community and frequently um pr is sort of your uh your coming out party to the community if it makes sense you know like that's that that's frequently the first time i hear about a band because why because i'm you know you're sending it out at the same time that you're sending it to you know, the places I get my news, which are like Metal Injection, Metal Sucks, all those places, right? So like the first time I hear about a band most of the time is when the publicist sends it to me. Yeah. And you need to appreciate that, right? Even if you already know the band, that's usually the first time. What do you... I mean, like that's usually the first time you get the album. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's usually... Because like, yeah, exactly. Because... Like, every once in a blue moon, like, I'll, I'll, like, make a homie send me something in advance. But, you know, most pe- for most people, it's like, okay, we can send it to Matt eight weeks out, or we can send it to Matt six weeks out when he gets the PR wire. Like, I'm not, you know, barring, you know, my two or three favorite bands who I'm friends with, you know, I don't really, uh, <laughs> I don't need your music eight weeks out rather than six weeks out. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So just to wrap up, um, just to re-summarize, it's all good. Don't worry about it. It's a long-term campaign, long-term thing. Um, And aim high, but don't expect to get there, if that makes sense. Like, you don't want to be negative. Like, I keep not wanting it to sound like you want to be negative. You want to believe you can do it, but at the same time, don't be heartbroken if it doesn't happen. So... Here, here's, here's the next. Are we, are we done talking about that, Matt? Yeah. So I just want to talk, talk on what we announced yesterday. That's what I wanted to talk about too. So we. Oh my a, God. We have a sales challenge uh, coming up pretty soon. Um, so basically, what we're going to do is we're going to help you with trying to get uh, more sales. Uh, for we're going to sorry, we're going to try to help you get more sales for your music and your band, and that includes streams. So we're going to go over some daily steps, which if you do them will increase your ability to sell. Now we're not making any promises on this because obviously there's a lot of factors that can get involved in this. But what we have found is when people do these steps, usually the actions that lead to sales end up happening as a usual result. So disclaimer, again, we are not making any promises under any circumstances, but we do believe if you take these steps, you will be in a much better position to make sales uh, than you were last week or the week before. Uh, the challenge is going to start on the 16th of September and it's going to be done in similar to our video challenge that we're doing right now. So it's going to be in a Facebook group for 30 days and daily we are going to give you actionable steps to increase your marketing and sales. And there's my pitch. And, and how much does it cost, Curtis? 50 bucks. 40 and only 40 if you've done one before. Good stuff. So that means you're like, we're really letting you have it. So anyway, it's coming soon. You know, you want on board. This has been dumb and dumbest. You have been listening. I'm not saying are we done yet? Okay. (laughs) Are we done yet? I think so. Okay. Did you stop recording or what?
press the off button. <laughs> <laughs>